Potter Who Cast. Hello, and welcome to Potter Who Cast, your only source of discussion about, you know, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Sarah Jane Adventures, K9 Class, all the rest in broadcast order. Uh, I am David, of course. And, and who are you? And I'm Michelle, and would you prefer silent but deadly? <laughs> Listen to this, okay? Ready for this? Is that a fart noise? Yeah. Hmm. It would be yeah. very in theme with the episode if we scared everyone away with a very silly first half and then got all serious and thoughtful in the second half. Yeah. Which we will. Um, you can count on that. So you should uh, edit fart noises every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I will. Listen, my my track will all be fart noises. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't you worry about that. Um, so this is Aliens of London slash World War Three, uh, broadcast sixteenth and twenty third of April two thousand five. Uh, so coming up on the sixteenth uh, anniversary, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. And still relevant to this day. Um, Once you get past the first part. Yeah, <laughs> it, re- it really isn't relevant to this day. Um, so, yeah, written by Russell T. Davies, uh, directed by Keith Boak, both of whom we have spoken at about. Um, Keith Boak, of course, being coming off of Rose as well. So, Boy. Anyway, um, oh, boy. <laughs> More like Keith Fart. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh God! It would be very in keeping with us again. Like I said, we should make this first half. It's just absolutely insane that people would be like, "Why the hell would I keep listening to this?" <laughs> and then once everyone leaves, it should be like, "Now here are treatises on the effects of media <laughs> on modern day politics." Oh. Uh. So. Uh. Five key points or four key points. You want to add? If I go, oh, point. So Rose and Doctor go home, just to check in on Jackie. Uh, turns out they've been gone for a year and Rose has been reported missing. Mickey's been accused of her murder. There's a, a whole to-do about it. So they go on the roof, the Doctor and Rose chill out just to, to get some fresh air, relax. And a spaceship goes overhead and it crashes into the Thames, or the Thames, whatever you want to call it. Give it sugary shit or whatever. Uh, anyway, that happens. Point two: uh, a body's recovered from the ship and brought to a hospital. Uh, the prime minister is missing, so a lot of backbenchers have to come in to take a control, including uh, an MI five agent who was the last person to see the prime minister alive. Um, another politician, Harry Jones, being ignored by everyone at Downing Street. The doctor goes to the hospital and he uh, realises that the alien is actually a, a common day pig that's been stitched up into a spacesuit and sent packing. So uh, they go to a, a conference, the doctor and Rose, because Jackie calls them in and the M- the MI5 agents and all the backbenchers turn to be Slovene, who are a crime family who want to destroy the world. Point three, the doctor, Rose and Harry Jones all team up. They learn the prime minister is dead. They uh, hide out in the cabinet room while Mickey and Jackie fight off a Slovene dressed as a police officer. 
they figure out that they're allergic to calcium, so they tell them to do that. They blow up the Slovene, and it turns out that the Slovene wants to blow the Earth up and sell the scrap to power starships and stuff. Point four, they, the Slovene demand the nuclear codes for Britain's missiles and stuff so they can destroy the world. But the doctor tells Mickey how to access uh, Unit's website and redirect the missiles, or it's a government website, how to direct, redirect the missiles to 10 Downing Street. Sneaking all Slovene, but Rose, the doctor, and Harry Jones survive. Point five, the doctor realizes that Harry Jones is the next big prime minister. Uh, they all go home, and Jackie says to Rose, stay behind, but Rose decides to go off with the doctor again. Ooh, Okay. Okay. Uh, it's weird because I think like it's good until a point where it stops being good and it gets back to being good and it stops being good again. It's a yeah. very kind of stop start to when, when we when we when I agreed to be part of when you when we were talking about this podcast, I agree. Like you offered me the role and you were like, "Please come here," as, as opposed to me going up to you, going, "Please, please, please, I want to do this." But when I when we when we talked about doing this. Uh, the thing I was fearing was like, oh, I got to rewatch Aliens in London and World War Three because like the common image of these sh- episodes so far to this day has been the farting aliens. You know, it's like this is the one with the farting aliens, the aliens, they do be farting and all that. Uh, I forgot it was a commentary on the United States usage of the media and lies to feel it's. <laughs> The selfish corporation needs like i forgot about that it's like i absolutely was like when the scene at the second part comes in where the guy is like we have found proof of weapons of mass destruction in the sky i was like oh this is what you're doing <laughs> and you start off with the parting aliens it's kind you know what i honestly here's my take do i think this is good I gotta be honest. Uh, I don't think the first part is as good as the second part. That being said, I do think I get what Rusty T. Davis was going for, you know? I get the idea of presenting these aliens first as like these bumbling farting guys, and then on the second episode you're like, actually, they're conniving evil, evil conniving evil corporation because, you know, that's basically how, uh, you know, how how many politicians present themselves like, I'm just... I'm just a guy of the people. But actually, I would kill everyone. So I guess I'm going to give them points on what they did. Could have been done better. I think there's a weird point where, like, he's trying to do a thing as well, where it's like, because you have Harry Jones, who's the quote-unquote good politician, and you have, you know, the... Slithine, Max Slithine face, who is the bad politician. It's a kind of a weird kind of thing of like government can be good until a few bad apples come in as well. But I also think trying to do this kind of level of political commentary and satire on a family show can only get you so far, Uh, which is why I think the Slithine are the way they are. There's like a whole thing of like, you know, you're going to do this as you said, like this big political commentary, but like to stick a group of like seven foot tall 
fucking aliens who can't emote because the costume is too big, too bulky, too heavy. They have to swivel around when they move because they can't talk to anyone face to face. I think it's just, it, it holds it back a lot. And I think as well, you see it as well in Boomtown, which we'll get to in a couple of weeks. But like, the Slovene just aren't, like, they're kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but they're not fully interesting. And as I said, they're completely untenable as a costume in general. Right, you can tell that any time the Slithane are in costume, you can basically hear the poor person underneath the costume gasping for air and begging for for a cut. Like they, it just looks, you know, you gotta you gotta give them credit for you know aiming high and being like, this is the first big new monster of the new Doctor Who. You know, we have to create a monster that's gonna be up there with the Cyberman and the Dalek and the Sertarans and the Zygons and all that. Okay, what do we do? All right, it's so a big fat green baby with long arms. All right, okay, we did it. <laughs> I think it's very telling that they become the big, well, what not the big, but one of the big Sarah Jane Adventures bad guys in the end. All right, do they ever come back in mainstream Doctor Who? Mainstream. Main series <laughs> Doctor Who? Uh, besides Boomtown, no. I don't think so. Yeah, there might be one or two. There might be like one in end of time. I think there's. I think there might be like one in end of time. But I think other than that, they don't come back at all. Oh, that's nice. If I was if I was Russell T Davies, I would have done that too. I would have put like a. <laughs> I would have put a little <laughs> slith in in the back of my last episode. It, I would be. It would be behoove of me not to mention a couple of things, mostly for Peter, who you'll meet in a couple of weeks. Um, Trinity Wells is in this for the first time. She's a new, the American newscaster. She is, um, she's in this, she's in Torchwood, she's in everything, basically. She's this big recurring character. Also in this episode is Tosh, who will, she's the doctor in the hospital and uh-huh. she will be, she's a main member of Torchwood. So we meet her oh, again. Oh, really? In, yeah, we meet her again in two months-ish. Uh, yeah, two months-ish. There's also the issue of the next time trailer, which I'm not sure if you knew about this. That um, spoiled. Uh... Yeah, Moffat told him like, "Don't do that again," uh, for Empty Child Doctor Dances because it completely spoils what's going to happen in next week's episode. So, but at the right. end of the end of the credits, um, I think Penelope Wilton as Harriet Jones is very good. Uh, I think they kind of run her into the ground after a while. But I think the episode she's in, she's always very good. I think uh, Camille Kaduri as Jackie is very good in this. I don't think it's her best episode, but I think she's always like the most unsung hero of the kind of supporting cast for the episode she's in. What, what do you think her best episode is? Um, we'll get to it in a few weeks, but Father's Day, I think, is where she really like shines. Okay. All right, Father's Day, sure. I think she's. Re- I think when she has to confront Pete in Father's Day, I think she's really great. I also think Noel Clark is very good in this, but I think and it's the, I think it's the same with him in Boomtown, where like the episodes are kind of built around how he feels about Rose going off, but then the other kind of don't really focus on that enough. Or in this case, they turn him into comic relief again. Like that bit where he runs into the wall after trying to chase down the TARDIS is a bit, bit much. 
Um, I also would question the whole thing of using a desktop computer to bring missiles back from midair. But uh, <laughs> it was 2005. They were still finding out what the internet was. They're like, ooh, this magical thing which allows us to connect to people. Like, I'll, I'll give them a pass, you know? There's some stuff you got to be like, 2005. All right, great. You brought you brought up Harry Jones, uh, Harry Jones MP for Flight Ale, but I call her Harry Jones MVP because she is the best part of this episode. Yeah, I think she is the best kind of guest star of this run of episodes. I will actually maybe put her up at top of the list of best guest stars in the in series one with uh, who uh, we'll get to that I suppose, but um, Shang Dinghua I think as well will be up there and uh, who. Um, yeah, maybe Nancy from... I'm just rambling, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Cara Jones is, as you said, the MVP. She's the MP for Flydale North. She's... Uh... Do you think she had a good political career before becoming Prime Minister? Because that's like, that's like a big kind of leap from being nuked to becoming the next big PM. Yeah, I I wonder how much... It's not the nuke part. Like, at the end, they go, like, oh, alien hoax. Cool. But then they go, like, oh, the Dan Downing Street was nuked, and everyone's okay with that? Like, do, don't they say the prime minister and his whole cabinet are dead? Yeah, Tony Blair's gone. He's, uh, absolutely so, so why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why is nobody talking about that? I'm just like... <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, 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 you know, come on. You just blew up 10 Downing Street. Are you telling me nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody is going to raise an eyebrow about that? I don't know. Do you think if they did this episode uh, today, they uh, would do it with fat people? I don't think they would. Actually, in Sarah, this is a spoiler for Sarah Jane Adventures, so I'm very sorry. Um, oh, no. The Slovene, ep- the Slovene episodes of Sarah Jane Adventures, they do a theme like, oh, our compression filter is fixed, so we can be thin people as well now. Which seems like a very kind of, you know, a, g- a good move because it's kind of fucked that it's just like, oh, it's all the, fa- it's all the fat people who are, who are evil in this one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Uh, I don't know. It's it It comes across as like, there's no deeper meaning here. Like, I don't think Russell T. Davies is going... Well, if you compare... If you take this and you think about what he's did with End of the World, where Cassandra is supposed to be a commentary on, like, skinny Hollywood women, and then he goes and and takes the... Fa- and, you know, it's kind of like, what are you trying to say here, Russell? Can you can you stay on, on track for a little bit so we can kind of clock what you're trying to say? But I think, I think the thought process kind of just started and ended with... Well, they can fart. It's funny when fat people fart. It's also 2005. Well, 2003 at that point, so it's obviously not going to be... It's obviously a different time as well. Yeah, as a chubby person, I can say that. It is funny yeah. when you fart. I can say that too. Um, in fact... <laughs> what happened with that one? Wow. Our, our, <laughs> you didn't uh, just fart. Like you, somebody, something died. Like, literally, something died. <laughs> um... There's Donald Duck in your book. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Battles in Time 
the whole creating car game, there is a scratch and sniff Slovene one where uh, no. it smells. It smells like eggs. It's really horrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, we're not um, going to do that. We're not going to do that. Well, we can't because there's no way of transmitting smell over the internet. But anyway, um, we should figure that out. <laughs> that's our next big innovation after whatever else we've innovated. Um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird one to talk about because it's just like they're trying something. They're a bit too ambitious in their whole scope. And they kind of fail, but it's an interesting failure as opposed to like the long game where it's like a failure. But we'll get to that. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a continuation of the idea that this season is trying to do, which is, you know, the doctor is so used to going away at the end of things, uh, he solves the pro- solves the day and goes away. What if? the doctor like what happens after or what if the doctor stuck around for a little bit more or like what if the doctor had a reason to keep coming back to the place where his companion is wrong which again i haven't seen a lot of classic who so i don't know if that's a thing that happens i don't know if like the seventh doctor keeps going back to uh ace's homeland to, to check up on the people but it's a very interesting like it's a very interesting thing that they're doing. They're kind of like saying to everyone, like, okay, this is Doctor Who, but now we're going to focus we're going to focus on the people, you know. It's not just gonna be about the doctors, it's also gonna be about the people around him. And that's why this episode has so much Jackie and has so much Mickey and has so much um Harriet Jones. You know, it's like it's basically like it's a continuation of what the show stated in the first episode. But at the same time, it's like it's we've already seen End of the World and Unquiet Dead. So when we come back to this and the whole alien part of the plot isn't as developed as the Jackie and Mickey part of the plot, it sort of comes across a little bit as like, you know, it sort of comes across like like there's something missing here. Like there's they're they're one step behind. I should also mention this is the first time Unit has returned to the show. Unit, of course, being... I don't count this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't count this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say beyond Slavine weird. Especially when you have to cut to CG movement shots from stationary costume shots with that costume because it's CG. It just doesn't work. And it's bad. It doesn't work. It's bulky. Forget about it. You're fired. That's what yeah. <laughs> It's um it's very interesting because I was I'm watching this on HBO Max because I do not have the money to buy the Blu-rays and the DVDs. Um but I'm watching it on HBO Max and I started to notice I think the copy they have on HBO Max is zoomed in because holy smokes there's so many like shots where I was like can we zoom in back a little bit a little bit just zoom back a little bit please it's too much. <laughs> um but but yeah, it was still, it was still a very weird episode to watch. Um, kind of felt like the show was still figuring out how that balance. I do wish, you know, we talk about like we're gonna talk about Father's Day unless I, unless I get eaten up by a reaper. So I often think about like if I had could go back in time, just go up to Rusty David, be like, don't make them fart. 
<laughs> like maybe this would be considered one of the greatest episodes of all time. It's just that the farting is so much, you know, it's like the farting is like what the hell are you doing? Here's my quick pitch that just came into my head. If you swap Celine for Autons and have the Autons be this episode and instead of Celine you have plastic replicas of even like the Prime Minister or whatever. Right. Green I mean, and that's he, basically what he does in the novelization of Rose, isn't it? Yeah, it's also what happens in uh, the first episode with the Autons. They they replace a high-ranking general with a plastic duplicate. But yeah, it's, so, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, if this had been the Autons, wow, that's actually great. Because if this had been the Autons, it would have been like really, really smart. Because they would have connected to the pilot, not just with the Jackie and Mickey story, but also with the alien story. Darn it, that's a really good idea. <laughs> to slap my knee. You, but then you don't get the um, the farting jokes and the, the little pig running around. Uh, I have actually, I I don't know when I got it, I probably got it like whew, 12 years ago. The There's a Slitheen figure that comes with the pig. And the pig has no points of articulation whatsoever. It's just a lump of plastic, and it's one of my my prized possessions. But anyway, I mean, unless you have anything else to say, we can move on to the game, or whatever. We know. can move on I'm to the gonna, game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, this is the this is the Tardis Wiki game. Uh, so basically, going to Tardis Wiki every week. Find your real life person, place, thing, group, whatever, and I quiz you or you quiz me. We're all quizzing happily. Uh, this week I found a group of people. Uh, so the doctor said 96% of the people who attended an event involving these people were time travelers, including one of the people throwing the event. Comic-Con. No. Uh, one of the first releases by this group was considered by Susan to be the most important release of the five years before the show. Beatles. In general. Began. Yes. Um, other things, they've they've been in... Oh, there's a really, really... I, I was going through all the, the clues, and there's a really messed up thing that has happened, um, which is that a cosmic being manipulated Mark David Chapman into... No, 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 I will not hear this. I will not hear this. I am officially erasing this from Doctor Who history. I am waving my wand. That does not exist. We will not talk about it. How long do you think until there is an episode of Doctor Who where the Doctor meets the Beatles? Well, they they were in an episode of Classic Who, in a sense. There's an episode where they watch TV and the Beatles are playing. Um, And I think they're meant to be in an episode as well at one point. Oh no, they wouldn't be in that episode, but they couldn't see it in footage. I'd say it's probably close. There has to be one coming up, surely. Because yeah, out of all the British things, what 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 other great great British thing they haven't talked about yet? Like they did the the Sherlock Holmes. They did. uh, Can't think of other British things. Uh, Agatha Christie was British. She was. Well, Beatles. Beatles are next. You know what? Tell you what. Next season, I'm going to come in with a pitch for a 13th Doctor story with the Beatles. 
That's a promise. That's a Potter who cast promise. And as commissioning editor for the BBC, I will pass it on to the people involved. And no, we'll, you'll be we'll like, actually, you know, this is a great idea, but we can't do it. And then I will become Paul Cornell. Uh, anyway, that's unless you have one to give. That's that's it for for now. Um, the second part is better than the first one. Honestly, if, if you're thinking of rewatching this, I would just go to the second part. Speaking of stuff involving other things from different places, um, where where else can people listen to you go through things episode by episode? They can listen to me in Full Metal Analyst, which is a podcast where I do basically what we're doing here, but the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. You can find that wherever you find your podcast, or you can follow me and Michelle Lachand on Twitter, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-I-C-H-A-N-D. And you can follow us at Potter Who Cast. Um, thank you for... And don't forget to... On iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, uh, wherever you get everything else. And leave a review, and also remember to... Uh, so next time, what are these fart noises? What? What? It, what those do not sound like farts. <laughs> oh, that one did sound like a fart. All right, that one's good. Okay. Uh, next time, vaults, Van Staten, and some kind of Mellotron or something. I don't know what it is. Um, tell you with a quote. Always remember. Would you actually not even remember? Just try not to. Fart, fart what I'm saying in the world. Uh, also, I want to <laughs> ask you something, Michelle, while we're here. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good jokes you could you could give me? Uh, maybe set up. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a good joke, but uh, uh, I can't. I don't know the punchline yet, so I'll tell All you right. in the future. Um, right. The the joke is: Why did the lispy chicken cross the road? Ooh, I wonder what the answer to that one is. I, I don't know that. Yet. Um. Yeah, so thank you. Uh, lock the gates. Mark Maroon. 